Hollywood, I see you, Hollywood, out there doing your little acting thing. I see that. What's going on with that? Uh, <laughs> man, that's that's something that I'm passionate about. Also, you know, all the martial arts is my my main thing, but acting is also a passion. Like I did theater, you know, in school in Brazil as a kid, and, and did plays and that, and then kind of got away from it. And then over here, I decided I wanted to do it again, and so I kind of have it as a hobby in a way, and then. I had the opportunity to to play that role in in that film for the TV series, and then played you know a couple of different roles, and yeah, that's I'm just doing my passion. Man, that's that's phenomenal, man. I love it, man. I love that. Uh, you have something else that you're doing outside of fighting, which you're passionate about, man. It's all that's what it's about, man. That chasing, chasing uh, what you want to do, man. Being free, basically, right? Yeah, exactly. Because um, it, it, we're all here in this journey. Really, we don't know why so we try to figure out do it the best we can you know without like with with trying to help as many other people as we can in a way without in a way like doing what you do without harming others and and trying to improve other people's lives in the process if that makes sense and that's that's me like anything i do i try to um have fun while doing it if i'm not having fun I'm not going to do it. Um, so that's that's really my mantra. I try to you know have, enjoy my life and, and do the best I can to the best of my abilities and have fun with with great people. Yeah, getting back, you know, into acting. You mentioned earlier that you were talking about you did some theater when you were younger and stuff. Getting back into that, you know, and and jumping in head first because most people they don't jump into going on TV shows and doing short films. They kind of work themselves up. To doing things like that was it a, right. a difficult process of getting into acting again it is always challenging man it's it's something else to to try to act normal in front of a camera when there's like all these people around and now you got to create and bring this character to life to then try to sell you this image you the viewer watching you don't know what's going on behind the scenes but like as the actor on set you gotta try to hide all these things, kind of uh, uh, tune off the cameras, the, the 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 you know the sound people, everybody. There's so many people involved, and now to go in there and just try to act normal, it's, it is very challenging. Uh, but for me, it was like I don't mind. Like I love being in front of the camera. I love being the center of attention. I don't seek it out, but it's natural to me. I enjoy it, and so uh, I like I like to role play a lot. I play a lot with my nieces and nephews. Like whenever I go over and see them, I always, cause I don't spend a whole lot of time with them. So when I go see them, I don't want to just be there and just, you know, talk. I want to do something fun with them. I want to try to create an experience with them. So I always try to like role play cause it's fun. Cause they kids, so they will go with it. And so, you know, cause we're family, we, we, we have this, this, the same energy. So they like one of my nieces, she, loves it when I come over and I say, Hey, let's role play this thing that I have in mind or whether it be a song that we like lip lip sync to and we would like do a little video. She loves that. She, you know, every kid these days that are on YouTube, they're watching other kids do other things and uh, they are fascinated by it. So to be able to create their own content um, and have fun with their uncle, it, it's amazing and they enjoy it. And so to me, that brings me joy. Um, so I, I don't mind that I have fun doing it. So going back to your question, um, I 
I was, like I said, I'm just having fun. Like, I don't need this thing. I'm not pursuing acting as a career per se. I'm having fun with it. And so when the role came to audition for, I prepared, um, I had the time and I said, you know, I fit the description. Why not? So I, you know, auditioned for it and they loved it. So I got the part. So that tells me when the casting director gets back to your agent saying, hey, we love him. We want to cast him. Is he available to such and such date? That tells me that I'm ready. That doesn't say, uh, he's, he's, we love. So if somebody that is producing the show and they see you and they have in their mind this picture that they want to have for the character and they see you audition for it and they say, we love him. He's the guy. That tells me I tick all the boxes. So that gives me confidence. I was already confident in the audition. Um, but then when they say that, that just kind of elevates everything. So in my mind, it was like, dude, I'm, I'm made for this. I'm going to go in and, and do what they have brought me here to do because they have been trusting me. So, and I went in and I, you know, knocked it out the park. They loved it. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's crazy. You went from like actually fighting and in that short film, you were pretend fighting. So was it hard pretending to fight? Cause you, you know, you just said that you do a lot of role playing, but you know, was it like in front of everybody? It was cause in that short film, that was interesting because what I actually wanted to do the most is, um, with acting is portray, do fighting films, fighting films, right? It's like, I'm sure every fighter out there, you know, are passionate and, and love Van Damme movies. You know, when they watch, you know, uh, uh, Bruce Lee stuff and they see all that stuff and, and it looks real. So to be a fighter in real life and have the actual skills and then to go in front of the camera and be able to bring that to life and sell it to people as it being real, but not really. So you got to, there's a lot of practice that goes into it. So it's like rehearsal. Um, you got to go in early. And in that little short film, I'm sure you've, you've seen it cause you, you've done your homework and it only, it is only like a two minute film, but it took over a week to shoot, you know what I'm saying? To come together to, to that little two minute short film. Um, so a lot of those, a lot of work goes in the way, a lot of people involved and a lot of rehearsal. So to me, it, 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 like I said, it's, it kind of took, cause with fighting, real fighting, preparing for it is, is real. You know, it's coming, you got a date, you got a component, you prepare for it. It's like daily grind two, three times a day, you're just grinding. It's, it's, it can be, um, you know, it wears on you with, with preparing for, for a film that, you know, requires fighting scenes. It's a different kind of grind because now it's not so much like, physical you're not getting battered and bruised you don't really have to really fight someone um but then it's like trying to bring this character to life trying to like by reading the character's description try to so it's a lot more rehearsal it's a lot more thinking it's a lot more reading script it's a lot more you know, trying to like connect with your, uh, you know, cast members because you, you are all involved in trying to bring this story to life. Um, so it's not so much, although MMA, you know, fighting sports itself, it's not, it is individual, <clears throat> excuse me. It is individual, but it isn't, it is 
because when you prepare, you need your teammates, you need everybody to come together to show up every day, to put their bodies on the line and, and, and commit to that time and then help you prepare, etc. And then when you go in the cage, then you're on your own. Um, but with, with filming, it's, it's everybody together at the same time. It's like at all times, unless, you know, you're at home doing your own homework, reading your scripts or whatever, but still, it's like, you gotta be every little thing that you do. It's gotta, you gotta be thinking about your cast member. If you're connected to them, if you have lines and things like that, but with, with play fighting, it's like, it was a lot of rehearsal to like, be like, all right. Cause we had a choreography, right? So we had the choreographer, we went in a few days earlier, we were like drilling these things like, all right, so I want this, these combinations. So you're going to step at this moment. Um, and you're gonna, you're gonna slip the jab and you're going to throw a right hand and you're going to, going to go under and then come up with a two, three body shot. And that's where he's going to fall. So then you got to practice the fall and the fall has got to look real, obviously. So then it's like, all right, let's bring the crash mat. And then you boom, turn at this moment so you can't turn too early. And so it's like a lot of rehearsal. It's like you mess up. It's like, all right, let's do it again. It's like, let's do it again. So you got to get that time. For me, it felt really cool. Like it was fun to bring this thing to life and to make it look, you know, real being my first time doing it, fake fighting. It was fun because I had a really good partner, uh, you know, the lead um, he was, you know, had some experience in fighting as well. So it was really cool because the choreographer had fighting experience. So he came up with the, with the choreography, the lead dude that I was on, on the scene with, he had fighting experience. I had fighting experience and we both had acting experience. So that made for a very like natural transition. And we didn't really like hesitate on anything, really. Nothing felt like, Oh, would this happen? Because when somebody doesn't know how to fight, if they never fought, if never trained, and you say, hey, this is kind of like you flinch all the time. Like I can't remember to the first time I started training boxing and stuff. Whenever a punch came at me, I'll be like, dude, flinch. Like, I don't want this thing to hit my face. But when you've trained, you know, it's like you're not going to hurt, especially when you're wearing like 16-ounce boxing gloves. It's like, yeah, you can take that thing to the forehead. It's like be playful. It's not going to hurt. It's fine. So it's like you felt very natural and it really showed in the movie and the director and the producers, everybody was happy. So that was, that was a really fun thing. Now we go from play fighting or, you know, acting fighting to real fighting, you know, UFC 243, Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker, the biggest fight probably in, in the history of the region for MMA. A lot of people in Australia thought Whitaker was going to easily beat Izzy. Were you shocked by the result? <clears throat> I, I was not shocked. I did have Israel winning that fight. Um, I did not pick it to be a second round knockout though. That, that surprised me because, um, and being a fan of both guys, I just hoped that it was going to be something like Israel designer versus Kelvin Gaslam all over again. Cause that's, you know, being a fan you anticipate the fight so much. You don't want it to end so soon and so short like it did. So I was hoping for a Kevin Gastelum, you know, too. But um, I, I was watching, you know, watch the, the countdown, watch all the training and stuff. And Whitaker was really looking really good, man. It was just a matter of, in my opinion, Israel just is such a master of picking distance and timing and the shots. And, and when you have... Um, Robert Whitaker, who is 
so fast and explosive, light on his toes, but he's from the outside and all of a sudden he hops in and boom, 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 delivers strikes. I think that was his kryptonite because Israel was timing him. So he was on the outside doing his movement, doing his thing. And then Whitaker is moving on the outside and all of a sudden he jumps into Israel's range and that's where he got caught. So Israel was able to, to read that and then make the moves and make the reads, make the timing, and then he, he picked the shots. And and early, um, Whitaker was, was was landing. He was you know getting him with the shots and, and hurting him a little bit. But like I said, it, it, anything in this crazy sport can happen. Right? Anyone can win any given night and time, no matter skill level. When you have bones flying around in the cage, one of them lands on your goddamn temple. <clears throat> You're done, no matter how skewed you are, no matter if on paper you're like, you know, undefeated, this or that. It does not matter. So um, so anything could have happened in that fight, right? So so Riddiker was landing early. He could have landed and maybe knocked Israel out. Um, and then people would be like, oh, I told you so, blah, 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 blah. But um, when it comes to technicality and skill and just overall stand-up game, there's, there's no one like him at the moment, you know, no one like Israel or the Sonya, so, and that's what we saw. And, um, man, that was beautiful. And um, I hope I hope we get to see it again. I uh, hope Whitaker gets, you know, another fight soon and gets a, a win, and then we see a rematch So I think we'll be a, seeing a different fight. I, I completely agree. It's, it's going to be a fight that we will see again, and maybe we'll see three times or four times because these guys are yes. still young in the game. So yep. it's going to be uh, – it's going to be entertaining for everybody to watch. Now, you've been out of the you've been out of action for around 7 months now. Did did you have an injury that you were getting over? Did I see that? Yeah, it was a little niggle, a little excuse me. It was a little niggle in my knee, but nothing crazy. It was just something that every time I tried to push, it would bother, it would swell up a little bit. And then it just—I just couldn't shake it off. And then tried to book a fight, and then ramped up the intensity of the training. <clears throat> and then it would like set me back. I couldn't, you know, put a whole lot of weight on the leg. It was like it was—we felt um, we couldn't really identify the, the issue. Really, when I went to see doctors, they would do X-rays, things like that. They'd be like, "Oh, there's no broken bones. Ligaments are fine. This and that." <clears throat> and so it was just something that <clears throat> I've had all my life. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's um, it's called it's a condition that develops throughout as you're growing up. It's called Osgood Schlatter's. It's it's I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but it's freaking annoying. Um, it's basically like an overgrown bone that I have just kind of like at, at the front of the patella um, of of my kneecap, and this thing is just absurd. Let me see if I can show it to you to gross you out a little bit so you understand. Oh, so bro, you can see it. Can you see this pointy oh, bit? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, so it, my knee is right here, right? It's not, yeah. it's, it's not solid, whatever. But this thing just grew out, and I've had it all my life, literally. And it's never like uh, bothered me with fighting or training or doing anything. Um, but you know, after my last fight, it started, you know, bothering me, and it, it would swell up every now and then. So it wouldn't. I could still train somewhat, but then at the days that it was really intense, couldn't walk the next day, and then it would just, like, set me back. So I made the decision not to fight until I had the issue sorted. Um, basically, um, 
<clears throat> they explain that this condition is like as you're growing up and you're very active, you should do a lot of sports, running, anything sports related, jumping, all this stuff. And you still in development, like your bones, muscles, ligaments, all this stuff. This thing starts growing that way, I guess. And to kind of counteract that, you have to pull back from the activity. You have to stretch. You have to massage. Growing up in Brazil, I didn't know nothing about that, man. And we couldn't afford nothing like that. So all my mom did was like, mom, my knee hurts. She was like, all right, took us to the doctor. They did an x-ray. They were like, no broken bones. You're fine. So that's all they told me. So I kept doing my activities. And now, <clears throat> having reached adulthood, this thing would not go away. So I you know, have to live with it. Um, so I was pursuing surgery to try to see if I could, you know, shave this thing off. Maybe, you know, in my mind it was like, well, <clears throat> if I have surgery, shave this thing off, then, you know, you remove the issue, but it's a lot more complicated than that. There's tendons that run right over it. There's more complications with doing surgery than not doing it. So we managed it through physiotherapy. So basically I had to really stay on top of my stretching stay on top of which i already was but it, it was just next level right because of this conditioning that i have and because of the nature of the sport that we do constant grappling rubbing against the knees you know bumps and bruises and then the constant bump 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 that's what was causing it to swell up and, and aggravate so basically um i got a custom-made knee pad so i gotta wear that to to train whenever you know i go on my knee things like that that takes away that impact um, and through physiotherapy, I was able to strengthen everything around it, you know, <clears throat> quads uh, and glutes and calves. So loosen everything up after every session. I've got a you know, foam roll for at least 20 minutes. It's very boring and annoying, but it's what kept me, um, you know, it's what was, was allowed me to, to regain my strength and, and not have that issue anymore. So that's basically what it was, really. It was not an injury, but it was something that could turn into a something bigger if I didn't address it. So that's why I couldn't, like the fighter in me wanted to just go, well, whatever, fuck it, we'll just, we'll just go in and fight. Um, cause you, cause there's always that mentality that you never a hundred percent when you step in the cage, but it's not smart if I want longevity, right? If I want to stay in this thing long-term, if I want to be healthy after the sport, etc. So, and I am an athlete and a martial artist first before I'm a fighter. So I'm not like a meathead that just wants to go and brawl. Um, I'm, a, I'm a technician. I love the martial art aspect of it. I love to study it. I love how the moves, you know, are woven together. I love how it's like, like everyone says, like it's a chess game with human body parts, right? I don't know how to play chess, but that makes sense to me. <laughs> so it's like, hey, there are, you know, there's these different skills that you can learn and this counters this. And if you do this, the guy does that kind of thing. Like, so it's a dance. <clears throat> I like to look at it as a dance. I love dancing, you know, coming from Brazil, massive dance, you know, country and music. So we love that. So I, I, you know, right away, love that aspect of it. So I'm not a fighter. I'm not a brawler, but I, I can go that route if necessary, but Anyway, so that's what I chose to do. I, I'm an athlete and a martial artist first, and I want to be healthy before I, you know, commit to a fight. Um, so that's what that's what it was, man. That's it was just a little niggle that was in the way that we had to overcome. So I pursued professionals to help me in that route. We did the work throughout, you know, since 
March pretty much throughout that time. And we got strong. We tested the neck, the leg, and, and it didn't bother us anymore. And here we are getting ready to do it again in, in less than two weeks. Yeah, man. Well, you know, you're returning at Eternal MMA 49. You're taking on one of the best featherweights out there, you know, a former champion, Michael Tobin. You know, you, you're not afraid to take on the best guys in the country. Is he a guy that you've been watching for a long time? I, I've, I've, I've been aware of him. I wouldn't say I've been watching him. Um, I've been aware. Like, I know he's out there. You know, he's in the division. <clears throat> when I first started, he was, you know, I saw him in the locker room when I was doing amateur fights still. And I saw him in the locker room preparing for his fights. And there was this, I guess, people talking highly of him. He's, you know, he's a really good guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I didn't really pay no mind. But, uh, <clears throat> no, I don't see him as this big figure that's like, wow, I do respect his abilities. I understand um, that, like I said, the martial art aspect of it, right? I know how we match up. I know his strengths and I know his weaknesses. And I know my strength and I know my weaknesses. So, and it's, it's no like secret. Every guy I fight, I'm, I have superior striking to them. So pretty much everybody I fought, they've tried to take, take me down. It's going to be no different with Michael Toby. He's strong grappler, <clears throat> has won most of his fights, pretty much all of his fights by submission. So, and he said in, in interviews as well, he's going to try to take me down close that distance. It's no secret. So we prepared for that. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to see the best Michael Tobin the, 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 in his championship caliber that, that's gotten him championship level and has made him ranked number one to this day. I, I want that guy to show up because when I win, and it'll be all that much sweeter because I'm not even ranked top 10, I don't believe. So to take out the number one guy coming off a loss, it puts me right back where I was back in March. Um, and that's, uh, that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to make a statement. Um, and like I said, it's MMA. Anything can happen. But we're going to go in there and we're going to dance. And I'm going to make him <clears throat> dance to, to my tune. And uh, it's going to be a short night for him. I really feel like he cannot keep up with his strategy as long as I can keep up with mine. So we'll see. We'll see who can play that chess game better, and um, may the best game, may, man win. But uh, um, man, it's gonna be a good one. Trust me, it's gonna be a good one. It's only UFC Fight Pass. I've been out for a little bit. I'm very hungry. I'm excited to compete against you know a very talented guy, and uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, the featherweight title is vacant right now. You know, it seems like this fight they're setting up for a title challenger, you know, a guy, a number one contender type slot. And it seems like yeah. you guys are fighting for that unofficially. You know, it's not like they're saying it is, but unofficially, I see it as that. You know, I'm pretty sure Tobin is thinking the same thing. You know, are you ready to go in there and just spoil the party for him, man? Is that is that like in your mind? It's like, hey, I'm going to put you to the back of the line. It's, it's already done. Like, he... He was a champion back when 
guys weren't even that good around here. You know what I'm saying? He knows, like, we tried to make this fight between him and I <clears throat> a few years back. And I didn't even have that much experience, but we knew, like, we were confident in our abilities. We could take him on back then. Um, and the only reason why I say that we tried to make this fight is because we realize, because there are, even though the rankings don't mean a whole lot, there's still rankings. They still represent something in the media's eyes. They still mean something to people when they're watching from the outside. So when they try to see who the best guys are, they look at the rankings. And if you rank to number one, that means something. So Mike has always been at the top. So for me to go in there and challenge him and take him out, it's no disrespect. It's not saying, hey, I don't believe you're that good. Let's fight. I'll take you out. No, it's because I believe. It's because I know he's got the skills and abilities. Because I respect how how far he's gotten. That I want to take him out. <clears throat> it's like I'm in this um, to continue to grow and develop as a martial artist and athlete, and to see how far I can take it. How far will my abilities take me? Like when you're in that fire and everything is happening and you're facing adversity, how can you turn around and then still win? So him being, you know, ranked at the top, he's a tough dude, has won other matches or whatever. Maybe he can push me. Maybe he can bring that out of me. We'll see. Um, so that's the challenge that I'm pursuing, right? It's no disrespect to him or, or anything that he's achieved. It's that I, he's at the top and I'm climbing. I'm looking to to take my career to the next level and uh, he's in my way. So I'm challenging him. Actually, he challenged me this time, but we tried to make it before. Um, you know, they didn't want it for some reason, but now it's happening. So I'm happy about that. So we're going to go in there and uh, put on the show. Win or lose after this fight, what are your plans for the rest of rest of the year? Do you have more acting in, lined up or do you have another fight coming up or anything that you want to jump on? Uh, I don't have another fight. I'm not going to fight right after because it's November. I'm fighting November, so um, I don't like to fight too soon like that. Um, so I will take – after the fight, after I win this fight, I'm going to prepare to – and stay ready to to challenge whoever is, is next in that title line. Because after I win this, best believe I'm going to call for that title shot and uh, I'm going to get it because um, there will be no doubts, you know. Um, so that's my plan. I'll win this and then I'll take some time. And then whenever I decide is right and then Cam lines up the dates, we'll, we'll fight for that title. All right. Well, November awesome. 11th, Eternal MMA 49. Southport Sharks. Diego, thank you so much for the time, man. Uh, good luck on the fight and uh, the future, man. Just one uh, quick correction here. It's November 1st. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, November 1st, so it is uh, Friday, November 1st at Southport Sharks Club on the Go Coast. Uh, live and exclusively on UFC Fight Pass, so make sure you check that out. If you can't make it, let there you know, be present. And, uh, man... It's going to be one to remember, people. Trust and believe. The Black Panther, El Pantera Negra, we out here and uh, we're going to perform. Thank you so much, Jay, and I appreciate your time, man.